Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes every single day, but it gets us into God's word, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's word every day, even for this short period of time, helps keep us in touch in our relationship with God and helps us to have a more positive because it's a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with the day, each day. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? You know people who need to turn their lives around and come to God. Probably some within your own family, in fact. Share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to move on with our line of thought and study, talking about the sermons that the devil really likes, the kind of preaching he really takes joy in, the devil's favorite sermons. Well, again, if you have not been following along with us, you might be saying, what? Scratching your head. The devil doesn't like sermons. He doesn't like preaching. He doesn't want people to get in God's word. Oh, if the preacher is preaching false teaching, false doctrine, If he's teaching something that contradicts the truth of God's word, the devil likes that because that will lead people astray. That will lead people into unfaithfulness, into disobedience to God's teachings. And the devil likes that because he's like that roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Yeah, he's our deadliest and worst enemy as Peter portrays him there. He's our adversary, one who stands against us. He wants to bring us down. He wants to ultimately lead us to eternal condemnation in hell. Well, so preaching that contradicts the truth of, God, of God's word? Oh, devil likes those sermons. We spend a whole lot of time talking about false doctrine. And then we talked about those sermons. He likes those sermons that teach error, that teach false teaching. But he also, and we've been emphasizing over the last couple of sessions, he likes weak preaching too. Because you see, weak preaching leads to lack of conversions. Weak preaching doesn't lead people to make the commitment, at least as many people as it needs to, to make the commitment to come to God and obey him and be saved through Jesus Christ. Weak preaching, oh, it can just leave a person feeling good in his weak faith, in his disobedience. Weak preaching is not going to be as effective to lead a person to come to realize, I need to repent of my sins. I'm a sinner. And all of us outside of Christ are sinners. Romans 3 and verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you don't teach people that through your sermons, then you are doing them a disservice as a preacher. And the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. Revelation 21 and verse 8 talks about the sinful, the unrepentant, the disobedient, sinful will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's reality. 
but preaching that just says, oh, God loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. Love them back. Just, oh, bask in their love. But it doesn't call for a commitment of obedience. Is preaching that will lead people to eternal condemnation in hell. Because they won't know that they need to change, that they need to repent, that they need to be baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins. Acts 2 and verse 38 and Acts 22 and verse 16. They won't understand that outside of being baptized into Christ, they're lost in their sins. Mark 16 verses 15 and 16. They won't understand that there is a way that God expects them to live. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. They won't understand that they really need to understand God's word sufficient that they can obey it so their souls can be purified and they can be born again spiritually. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. Yeah, devil likes weak preaching. Weak preaching. Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with verse 12. For though by this time, the Hebrews writer says, you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the oracles of God have come to, to, need, to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. In other words, they've grown in their faith. They've matured in their faith. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And that cannot be accomplished without diligent study of God's word. So the devil likes preaching that does not do that. That does not lead people into the depths of God's word, helping them understand the true teachings that God expects them to be living by and obeying. Weak preaching eventually can lead to church problems as well. The reason churches are being torn apart by false doctrine today is a lack of distinctive preaching yesterday. When weak preaching has been the norm, and so the, the members of the churches don't know the truth of God's word. And so someone comes in and starts pulling things, you know, or starts teaching things that are contradictory to God's true teachings. And, and a lot of people start following them, believing them, because after all, that's a preacher up there, isn't it? But they don't know the word of God. They don't recognize the false teachings that that person is proclaiming. When what can I do to improve my self-esteem <laughs> becomes the major emphasis rather than what must I do to be saved, problems are going to develop within that church. When doctrinal sermons on fundamental issues are old-fashioned, outdated, and just set on the shelf, it will not be long until all kinds of actions, practices, and teaching that contradicts God's true word are going to become the norm in those churches. Since sincere people do better when they are taught better, the best preventative for church problems is a strong pulpit emphasizing strongly the true teachings of God's word, proclaimed in love, but taught directly and forthrightly. 
and a call for action through obedience. Weak preaching causes confusion and misunderstandings because people are made to be confused by teaching that's just wishy-washy, that's milk toast. A whole lot of people, their faith is about as, as stable as dishwater. And a lot of that is the fault of a lot of the preaching that they've been listening to. Uncertain sounds come from the trumpet, and that leaves an army not knowing how to respond. Well, weak preaching makes weak Christians, and weak Christians walk out of a meeting house, out of a church building, unequipped to cope with the devil who is described as the God, lowercase g, of this world, he's going to hit them from all sides. But they're going to be confused and unprepared to meet the false doctrine and the temptations that he throws at them. But on the other hand, there is nothing the devil fears more than strong preaching because it is God's power to save 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Sermons filled with scriptures, well explained and effectively communicated, are the ruination of the devil's purposes. Strong preaching helps hearers learn the Bible. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 13. One of preaching's purposes, <laughs> in fact, the primary purpose, I would say, is to teach. But some preachers, they want to withhold the truth because they want to maintain a following rather than be pleasing, truly and completely pleasing to God, whom they should be serving. As preachers, if preachers do not let hearers search the scriptures for themselves, how are they obeying God? And they ought to be teaching the listeners, those they're trying to teach God's word, they ought to be teaching them, you need to get into God's word. And that's exactly how the Bereans are described. They search the scriptures daily to see if the things that were being, they were being taught were true, Acts 17 and verse 11. I've often told people who are listening to me as I have been preaching, do not believe me just because I'm saying something. You get into God's word and you check and make sure that I'm teaching what his word truly says, and then believe me if I'm teaching what that word truly says. Oh, I love to see people, as I'm preaching and teaching, looking down and following along in the Bible themselves. I love to see them taking notes because they're being serious about trying to learn what they're being taught, and they're trying to make sure that what they're being taught is true to what the word of God actually says. Strong preaching shows respect for biblical authority. Biblical authority? Well, what did the Apostle Paul write in Colossians chapter 3? Colossians chapter 3 
And let's look at verse 13, or 17, I'm sorry. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What should be our standard always as to guide us in our lives as to how we live? God's word. Hearers are reminded that the preacher is not speaking of himself. John 7 and verse 16, John 8 and verse 28, or 14 and verse 10. He's not just putting out his own good ideas, but rather he is permitting God to speak through him as he is teaching God's word. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15, Paul reminded Timothy that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Verses 16 and 17 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. God's word is there to guide us and instruct us, to warn us, to correct us, to encourage us, yes, but to teach us as to how to live the life through which we can expect to be blessed with an eternal home with him in heaven. We need to know the truth of God's word. Strong preaching will lead us in that truth. Weak preaching will lead us away from that truth. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, help us. Help us to love strong preaching. Help us to examine your word to make sure that what we are being taught is true to your word. And help us, Father, to be people who live by your word and to be the example, the shining lights, the seasoning salt that you want us to be in a world that is engulfed, caught up in the darkness of sinfulness. Help us to help people come to salvation through Jesus Christ by helping them see the truth of your word, the gospel of salvation. Please forgive us, gracious Father, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.